it's almost as if the NFL's really unpredictable, and yet <laughs> we're going to try and predict it. Welcome. Oh, for f- <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Mark. There he is. There he is. This is. I'm not doing it again. This is what the Long Snapper podcast. Um, I mean, I don't know why. Why we even introduce a thing? We just hit record <laughs> and just start chatting. So it might as well be that. Um, we had a really fun pod on Thursday with Ben. Um, he. Was it wasn't just blow out plugging his book? It was a really good chat. Um, we don't have anything that exciting tonight. I'm going to level with you. It's Adam. Uh, Pat is here. Hello, Pat. Hello. Uh, Rich is here. Hi, Rich. <laughs> Hi, worst guest back again. <laughs> you got some strays the other night, didn't you? <laughs> I would um, have been very upset if I hadn't. <laughs> and Mark is here, last and least. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm very well, Adam. How the devil are you, sir? Yeah, good, good. It's been. Four, no, four days since we last did this. To be honest, not long enough. <laughs> and in that time, I have seen Pat twice. Ooh, good times. There's never, you can never see Pat too many times. That is, that is absolutely true. Um, Pat, my weekend has kind of revolved around Pat, which, which is a good thing. Um, I'm not altogether comfortable when it's phrased like that, but yeah, we both <laughs> went to see Stevenage draw nil nil with Portsmouth. That was. More exciting than it sounds. We had a delicious <laughs> Nando's beforehand. That was very nice. And then Adam was kind enough to come to my gig on Sunday, which uh, went pretty well, I think, all things considered. Nice. Was you got your voice back as well. Yeah, not bad at all. Did, you, um, did I see, Adam, that you also appeared on the uh, the Stevenage podcast? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Nate, Nate, <laughs> Nate messaged me. And basically, I think they just wanted somebody who'd attended the game. And oh, that was, that that's, was not e- that's not easy to find. <laughs> no, well, there were five and a half thousand of them, or thereabouts, and yeah, and but you've, number. you've got to find you've got to find the ones that Nate hasn't had an argument with and alienated. That is more difficult. Um, Basically, I, just me at this point. That's part of the problem. <laughs> um, I did ask him how low down the list I was, uh, but he claimed that maybe he was just too lazy to actually persuade <laughs> anybody, and he just thought I'll ask Adam. He'll just say yes because he's not going to be doing anything better. <laughs> Um, but it was really good fun, like that. It was it was a non it like proper enjoyable, ridiculous League One football of completely inept refereeing that just dominated the proceedings. But it was quite. It kind of fired the game up, so it got like it was feisty. Um, the players were all up for it. It was like either side either side could have nicked it, um, and it was just good fun. It was good atmosphere. Um, the whole family went. This was um, at the raffle prize where I didn't know I'd entered um, because I <laughs> because I sponsored Nate with his sponsored swim, um, and I won a prize of a cash value of whatever a family of fools tickets are to Stevenage. So happy times! What a bonus! Nice. You, you, so that was the full family day out. Yeah, 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 nice. Kids enjoy it. They did. I was concerned. That Matilda wouldn't like. She's been to one or two matches at Tottenham before, but we're kind of yeah. She didn't really get that into it, and she was a bit bored. But she wasn't on Saturday. She was she she did throughout 
I mean, to give you a sense of the weather, the weather is Stevie Jill Saturday. This is what you want. You're here for, listeners. Um, but she did at various points in the game complain at one point that it was too cold and at one point that it was too hot. Um, but August yeah. Bank Holiday weekend for you. Um, it was a bit showery and, you know, but the game, the game seemed to keep her interested. So, yeah, it was good. So is she saying that she thinks Stephen is better than Tottenham? Is that what? Is that what the we're taking from? <laughs> um, she decided that Stevenage are better than Everton, who her cousins support. That's um, hard, te- yeah. <laughs> which is probably true. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, but we're not here to talk about Stevenage. I mean, fr- well, frankly, we're here to talk about how the hell we like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> but... We are chocolates. Lint chocolates. (laughs) I couldn't believe that Ben didn't know they were in Sainsbury's. No, I feel feel like like, I feel like we've opened his eyes to something there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I think he's going to eat a lot more lint chocolates from now on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good for him. He did also seem a little bit disappointed at the smaller range in a Sainsbury's, but it's not like they're going to have a full massive wall dedicated to Lindor balls, is it? (laughs) Well, I mean, he'd like them to. They, he said there were 25 varieties at Lint themselves. How do you have 25 varieties of Lint balls? I don't know, but I want to find out now. Like, What what flavours do you get into by 24 and 25 if, if you're a master chocolatier? I, I don't know. Pear? Like, where do you go? It's <laughs> a good question. I'm sure the answer's online. Um, Bob, ben would, Bob Ben would know. Um, ask, ask at tweets from Ben. Um, he'll tell you. <laughs> But right, we are here anyway to pre- to preview the NFL season for the AFC. We're going to do another pod for the NFC next week. The reason we're doing the AFC first is twofold. One, it's first alphabetically. And two, if we don't get round to doing the NFC, we'll have done the best conference. Fuck you. <laughs> no one really cares about that. <laughs> one in six of us cares. Mm. Um, do you though? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't think you do. You, given how winnable the NFC should be this year compared to the AFC, which is fucking anyone's guess. <laughs> In fact, before we get on with anything else, I'm going to pull back the curtain and tell the listeners that Rich messaged me <laughs> um, to say, "Can we talk about the Trey Lance situation on the pod?" Um, I replied saying, wouldn't that be better for the the NFC chat? So, yeah, but it's fresh. I want to talk about it. Basically, it was it was like the, I mean, he didn't say this, but I could tell from the font of the WhatsApp message that it basically was being like a child. No, I want to talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I know that if he gets to next week, knowing us will have forgotten about it by then. Oh, that that is true and fair. Um, yeah. So what this pod is, it's previewing the AFC and a bit of the Niners. Um <laughs> And the Cowboys. Uh, I doubt we'll talk much about the Cowboys, let's be real. Um, but, yeah, Le- Trey Lance has been traded to the Cowboys for a fourth round pick. And I checking my notes, I don't think that's what the Niners gave up to get him. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit less. I believe the, the overall trade value on those charts is just slightly lower down than three first rounders. <laughs> yeah. Um, one one of whom they used to trade for Tyreek Hill, for example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can always do that with any of these blockbuster <laughs> trades, can't you? You 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 know 
going into a trade like that that you absolutely have to smash it out of the park. Otherwise, all of that stuff will come back and be like, oh, you could have drafted this player, you could have drafted that player, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't mind that they took a swing at it. I just feel sad for him that injuries have meant that it's gone that way. I mean, nothing, it's 2023 and Rich blaming injuries for his quarterbacks being shit is is still a thing. Um, (laughs) We don't know if he's shit. He's had like seven snaps in his entire career. No, but something tells me that the front office at the 49ers have decided that he's shit uh, because you don't give up. You wouldn't make that trade just because of injuries. Well, their their argument is that we are in, we're a win now roster. And the idea was that he would have had at least a season, if not a season and a half of snaps under his belt by now. And because of two injuries, one at the start of last season and one at the start of the season before, he just hasn't had anywhere near that level of uh, of, of game time. Now, there's an argument to be made that why on earth are you drafting a guy who's had one season and one game of college and hasn't played in 18 months at that point, if you feel like you're a win-now team? Um, but that's that's an entirely separate argument to this. Um, Why is he in the draft? That's a good question. I genuinely feel like that very little of this is on Trey, but someone advising oh, yeah. him has said, oh, you should definitely go, you're draft eligible, go and get drafted, rather than what you need is another season or two in, in college to really like get that experience under your belt. You're young, don't worry about it. Which is which is he shouldn't really have been drafted until this season. It's to, to me, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just it's just a mess, and it's. I mean, we've we've had this. I'm sure we've had this conversation on the pod, and we've certainly had it on WhatsApp plenty. Now, I just I was staggered at the time at how much you gave up to get him. Now you said at the time, yeah, but this is. This is the guy we believe in. This is the guy that John Lynch believes in. He's seen what he wants to see from him. We're going to give up the farm, and he believes that this is our guy for the future. But yep. I mean that that that's that's fine if that happens. I just think it's such a low percentage thing to aim at. Like it, like maybe if it, like who who else was that drafted that year? That was a Trevor Lawrence year. Like maybe well, for, maybe was, for Trev, not... but maybe for like if it's an Andrew Luck or like an obvious stud first pick overall guy but it it wasn't it was sort of a high first and how many of them do we see that fall by the wayside Lawrence and Wilson were the first two and there was an expectation that they would be drafted in that order and that that no one was going to be able to trade into either of those positions and take them ahead of either of those teams um the the argument whether whether he was better than Fields or Fields was better than him as a as an option I based on very limited knowledge and very limited looking at some of the stuff I was seeing online, really liked the look of fields before we knew who it was. And that's who I was hoping they'd call. And the big question was Mac Jones, which I'm very glad it wasn't him. Um, because oh, who, who, was that, be... who was that reporter you were arguing oh, Kawakami. with? <laughs> Fuck off, honestly, that guy. Um, but the, the, the issue was you've got a COVID-affected season before that draft. You've got a COVID-affected off-season where you couldn't really do visits. You didn't have the ability to do any of the uh, the combine stuff. And so you're taking a much bigger swing and a much bigger risk. As you say, it's a, it's a risk anyway, you're, but you're taking then a massive risk. And the chances are at 12, which is where we were, you're probably going to get 
one of those guys that was going to be in that sort of top five list at that point anyway. And so they probably could have stand, stood there. They argue they went up to three because they there was nowhere between 12 and three that they could trade into. The fact that Miami took 12 and then traded straight up into six suggests that that's bullshit. <laughs> um, but, but I don't mind them saying, <laughs> we want to take a risk on this guy and we want to go for him if you believe in him. And they have come out since, since he's been traded and said, we knew it was a risk. We wanted to take that risk. We wanted to swing for the fences and get a guy we truly believed in. And honestly, if Purdy hadn't shown what he showed last year, Trey, we wouldn't be having this argument. Trey Lance would still be going into the offseason and into you know the, the start of this season as the guy. I yeah, genuinely believe that would be the case. Like To categorically decide that he's not the guy after what... like. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm all for like ignoring the draft price of a player, and you've just mm-hmm. got to evaluate what's in front of you. And I guess that's what the Niners have just done. But given that it's so much, it's it's like you've you're admitting, like, you're admitting you got it wrong. But also, it's kind of you're doing it too early, aren't you? Like it's two years. Two years into his career, and like his rookie contract's going to have two more, plus the option of a fifth. And it's not because he's still a rookie; he's by no means like the biggest cap hit. I don't know. It just I don't like as, yeah. as stupid, like as ridiculous as I thought the initial trade was. Like you've given, like you've you've got to find you've got to find out. Like unless they've really decided that he's he ain't the, it. The argument is that. Going to the Cowboys means he'll be QB2. That seems to be the argument, although there are people who have suggested that he'd be QB3 there um, behind, what's his name, that their their guy that took over a bunch last year. Will Greer? No, the other one. Cooper 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 Rush. Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the argument is that Cooper Rush is there as QB2, but I think what they're saying is, well, Lance is more similar to Dak and therefore... You, you don't have to change the system that much to to play him. And he's more likely then to get the QB2 snaps and be more of a, you know, getting more reps, even if he's not playing all the games. And with Dak's injury history, there's a good chance that he will be playing a decent chunk of games this year. Um, I'm furious that it's the Cowboys. I, I've seen reports that suggest the Bills were in for him, and I think he'd be a much better place to be a backup for Allen where their their playing style is very similar and the Bills is a great organization to go for and he's not in the AFC anymore but it suggests if we've traded him to the Cowboys that they genuinely don't see anything there they don't see yeah, him as being yeah, that guy that's because I, that's why would you it. trade him to that big arrival unless you're not worried about him I I don't know I still think he he's shown flashes of the guy that he could be um and I do think is a massive risk in terms of they develop him for a couple of seasons, they take his fifth option, that gets to the point where they don't, you know, they've they've that organization has wavered on Dak a few times. Um, and so he could end up being the starter there at some point if he genuinely does have that top end of the first round talent. He just hasn't been able to show it. But the thing is, I mean, he had what one game against the Bears last year where the weather was terrible and no QB would have had a good you know a good time in that and then broke his ankle on like the second drive in the next game so the guys had no chance and purdy coming in has shown enough that the organization seems comfortable moving forward with him and if he's the guy then you want a backup who is similar-ish in terms of style and donald is 
not not great, but not a bad backup to have. And so that the argument is he's then QB3. He doesn't have a lot of experience. You're not going to give him much more experience. There's no development path for him there. So you might as well allow him to go somewhere where he can develop. And the other side of this is it doesn't free up any cap space this year, really, but it frees up 5 million next year. And we're trying to get Bosa signed, which is taking forever. And it might be that that's enough money to sort that that deal out finally because you're not worried about five million next year you're not worrying about lance's extension the year after that because you got purdy for another year on you know very low rookie deal um and so i can understand it i'm just it's frustrating that it hasn't worked out i feel sad for lance that he's had zero really zero opportunity to uh, the poor guy the poor guy's gonna be a laughing stock but he's really. young right I mean, it's he's not his fault. you're right it's not his fault um, He's younger than five of the quarterbacks who were drafted in the most recent draft. Like the guy is basically just a fresh start for him, and he could still show out at some point. But I wouldn't be surprised if this damages him enough that he's never more than just a backup in this league. But it's, it's, got, a, it's a it's a good to be more to this, hasn't there? There's got to be. I can't believe for a second that they've made the decision to move on from someone who's had no chance based on what they've seen so far. It doesn't make any sense considering what you give up for him. And the fact that you're rolling with someone who had a had a good first season, but was still a rookie that no one had any idea who they were before he started playing a game. Now there's tape on him. There's no guarantee that he has a good second season. In fact, right. I'd say it's likely that there's it's extremely likely that he has a downtick in performance. The sophomore slump potential there big time. Exactly. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And so if you're telling me that this, I get the whole idea that you get someone in who plays a similar playing style, but I don't necessarily buy into how significant that is because surely you want the person who's more talented. So what they're saying is that they think Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Trey Lance. They're and arguing that it's the, the case. They're arguing his experience means that at the moment he's a better quarterback. And I don't love that as an argument, That, but that's what's coming out the front office. It's um, I don't I don't buy it in the second. There's What's something... coming out the front office is a massive amount of arse covering. Yeah, <laughs> and well, with Sam Darnold's face, you've got plenty of like yeah, material to do a lot that. Of, lot of area to do that. If it, because surely, if if Brock Purdy shits the bed this season, this is your this is your head coach and your GM done. Well, I don't know that Shanahan will be done, but Lynch absolutely would be. I think if we don't if we don't have good playoff runs this year and next year, Lynch Lynch is gone. But you, Shanahan, you said that Shanahan had a big say in going for Lance in the first place. Uh, uh, absolutely, but I think what would happen would be that if if we sack Shanahan this season, he will have six jobs just where those franchises are tearing down the door to try and hire him. Like the guy is clearly talented as a head coach and a play caller. What? is the question mark is how much sway he should be having in uh, talent evaluation drafting and that kind of stuff, because you look at who we've drafted at the top end of drafts and it's, it's not a great, it's an all right record, but it's not great. Your your first, your first round picks recently, other than Nick, your first couple of round picks other than Nick Bosa are pretty awful. Well, yeah, you look at Kinlaw's been dogged by injuries. Ruben Foster was, you know, and he was injured. Both of them were injured in college and had red flags around it that they ignored. There's Solomon Thomas wasn't great. Like there's not, there's not been a lot of great picks at the top of that, at the top of the draft. 
And my concern is that that's where Shanahan has more influence. Whereas lower down, what what we have done and what has saved their jobs in terms of this trade is that as they've done as, such a great job lower down to build out a talented roster. As I understand it, it's it's entirely down to the brilliance of Ran Carthon um, <laughs> that um, the 49ers have cleaned up lower down. Um, no, he's, no, he's, he's, he's done he's all the of contracts. That. He's the contracts guy, not the scouts. <laughs> <laughs> but nice try. That was worth a go. Um, there's probably some truth in that. I know. I know he had he had something to do with um with. Purdy, it's probably why he? it's probably why Bosa's contract isn't done yet. <laughs> right. Should we talk about? Yeah. Should we? Should we talk about the AFC? Um, sure. <laughs> you can go to sleep now, Rich. <laughs> Actually, how, down, how down, Rich? You've given me homework to do, so I can't. I can't. Yeah, have no, no, no. Just yet. Don't don't go to sleep because <laughs> we have got some. One sentence previews for the season for the AFC teams. Let's kick that off with the. Let me let, oh. me, get, me, let me get me notes up, mate. Hold on. <laughs> Just in case. What, is, what first. is this? What is this shit show? <laughs> <laughs> Alphabetical order, Mark. I thought that was clear. Nope. <laughs> um, we are going to start this time with the Baltimore Ravens. Solid playoff contenders, but I don't see a deep playoff run. Buffalo Bills. The Bills might have more competition in their division this year, but should still win it, barring a miracle. And those don't, definitely don't happen against Buffalo. Cincinnati Bengals. While Burrow remains the starter for the Bengals, they remain a contender for a deep playoff run. But this roster might be more balanced than previous seasons with the defensive focus in the draft, aiming to add some soft, some steel to that soft kitty underbelly. Oh, <laughs> soft kitty underbelly. Cleveland Browns. A roster that has more than enough talent to win a lot of games this season, but will likely live or die based on the play of Deshaun Watson, whose camp and pre-season displays have been decidedly mixed bag The Denver Broncos. New head coach, injured to fuck, no playoffs. Whoa. <laughs> Houston Texans. Despite this being a team that will likely start in the bottom two or three of most people's early season's power rankings, CJ Stroud will start at QB, and the roster has some pieces that could make them more of a challenge than people think. Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the league. Yeah, he's still the best running back in the league. Yeah, he's, he's better than Henry, Chubb, Barkley, you name it. He's better. He's better. Nice, no, scum, let him walk. The Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Exciting times for Jags fans in a division that they should piss, with a lot of good, talented players trending in the right direction. Early signs indicate Lawrence to Ridley has the potential to be a devastating combination. Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Chiefs, isn't it? Only a serious run of injuries to key players with Darrell yet another shot at a ring. Las Vegas Raiders. Man, I don't know. They're mental and I don't trust them, but at least Aiden O'Connell looks great for when Jimmy G inevitably gets injured. You're not taking any prisoners, Pat, I love this. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers. It's pretty similar, actually. Um, I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure 2023 will be just the same as every other year. They'll be the hips to pick, they'll be really fun to watch, but they'll go and mess it all up in a weird and wonderful way. Miami Dolphins. In the immortal words of Basement Jacks, where's your head at? If Tua's concussions are a thing of the past, then the Dolphins can make a big splash in the toughest division in football. New England Patriots. They seem to have actually got worse on paper, particularly with the skill <laughs> positions. 
but I bet they still get nine wins and Zeke gives his career an unexpected shot in the arm. Bet they don't. <laughs> don't you Again. owe me money? Do you owe me money? <laughs> New York Jets. An already excellent defense is joined this year by a veteran QB in a bold preseason move designed to finally get the Jets to the playoffs after 13 years, the longest current streak in all of US sports. The Jets' success will depend on if they get X, the ex-MVP from a few years ago, Rogers, or if they get moody, arrogant, darkness retreat twat Rogers. It could go downhill fast. Regardless of the content, Craig's going to be proud of that one paragraph preview for his team. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers went about their off-season as you'd expect, efficient and absolutely not flashy, and are continuing to rebuild talent on a roster that will probably be stronger than the sum of its parts. Sadly, the AFC is as strong as it's ever been, so they'll probably fall short again unless Pickett takes a massive stride forward. And finally, the Tennessee Titans. A QB controversy waiting to happen over the next few seasons, but with better receivers than last year and a potent running back room, they'll kick your ass if you don't bring your A-game. There we go. One sentence previews for the AFC. That's us just about done for this pod, right? <laughs> <laughs> Any other business? <laughs> it's tempting, to be honest. Uh, but no, what I'm going to do, uh, let's see how this goes. I've got a little timer. and We're going to do 10 minutes on each division. So if you're not interested in the first division that we discuss, um, just skip your podcatcher 10 minutes and we'll, we'll get to the one you are interested in. Of course, we'll be fascinating in our discussion of all four divisions in the AFC um, but we'll start you might see I've got some tech here you're going to see a, a clock on your screen and it's already started it's already started we're going to start with the AFC East <laughs> so Zoom's great all these little apps that you've got um, so 9.45 to go on the AFC East it's going to be Buffalo again isn't it Mark <laughs> You, um, I mean, I just made a horse noise. Okay. <laughs> I am, I, I am a lot more pessimistic this year than I have been for the last two or three years. We, I feel like we've got some major holes in our um, in our team across various bits. Um, offensive line, I think, still looks like a major work in progress. Um, and that's a, that's a huge concern for me. We haven't really made enough strides in that area. Um, middle linebacker is a problem that we haven't addressed and can still continue to don't um, not address. And I think in previous seasons, I think it would be okay because we've got enough on offense to be able to you know win enough games to to comfortably win the division. But this year. The division's got two other sides in it that I think are one is talent wise probably better than us. Um, one is pushing to be better than us, and it it depends on how that how they perform. We should I I think we should still win the division, but I am I'm not very confident in saying that I think we will definitely win the division. Is it the Jets that's the more talented roster, and that's why you couldn't say which one was? No, it's the no, it's the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are, have got more talent than we do now. Um, I think the Jets are a very good side, are probably one of the top two or three d defenses in the league. Not convinced with them offensively, and I'm not convinced Rogers is going to be fantastic yet. Um, for them, the Dolphins are good everywhere. They will if if they can manage to hang on and keep Tua healthy, as you alluded to. 
um, I think they, they they've got every chance to win the AFC East. The Patriots will be shite. We know that. Um, definitely less than nine wins. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I think the the Dolphins and the Jets both go into this season with aspirations of winning the division. This has got to be the toughest division in the toughest conference in football, right? The, the even the Patriots, who, as you said, are on paper not that talented, you know they'll still be one of the tougher teams to beat, even if they don't get, you know, enough enough wins to make a playoff run. They're gonna be difficult. And all other, all the three other teams, I mean, you could see three AFC East teams in the playoffs this year. Uh, I, see, I I sort of so I, I joked, well, I kind of joked about the nine wins thing. I, I meant it more last year than I do now. There's, there's got to come a point where Belichick can't keep doing it. Like who, which players on the Patriots roster excite you? Like genuine question. <laughs> it's fair, but but they always seem to be. They're like the Steelers. They're one of those better than the sum of their parts type. Yeah, clubs but because of the, the sum of their parts are diminishing and diminishing and diminishing <laughs> to the, almost nothing. It's astonishing. I, I have them as a three-win team. I can, I wow. can see it. I could see it. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to repeat our bet, and I can't remember who won the bet, or even if it was ever. It, I, don't think I, it was... I think. I, I think we got ex- like it finished. At, Did they it? had to win one more game, and they didn't. For and so basically, I said that they would be. Less neither of us won. Now. No, neither of us won. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we like that. Um, I, I I don't disagree with you that it's probably one of the hardest divisions in football. I um. I think probably. F- f- for me, on paper, only because the Patriots are in our division, I think the the um, which we'll get onto, but the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers is a probably a harder division to win. I think there's like potentially four good teams in that division, um, but it's there are definitely three teams going into this with aspirations to to win it. Um, and you, you're right; you could comfortably see three teams from this division come out uh, make the playoffs. I have I have the Bills and the Dolphins both making the playoffs at these. It's a difficult yeah. one to call, isn't it? Because the Bills don't look as strong as last year. The Dolphins, if anything, look stronger. The Jets are significantly stronger. And the Patriots look meh, but always tend to get more out of their squad than you expect them to. So, yeah, it's going to be tough calls as to who wins the division and where, uh, a really competitive one, I think. Where the Patriots get relevant is that you know they will nick the odd divisional game because mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, so it it becomes harder if, if if you don't win the division, it then becomes harder to get a wild card spot, and because of the other team, the the strength of the AFC. The the big thing for me with this division is the Bills' biggest advantage. While I agree with you that their roster overall isn't necessarily as talented as as the other two, uh, they have absolutely zero question marks at quarterback, and everyone else in the division mm. does. It's, it's defences that are the strength of this division more than anything else. Uh, and offensively, I think the Bills edge it because you've always got Alan. You've always got that that player who can win you games almost on his own if he needs to. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, it's, it's... That, that's, where, that's where, Mark, you mentioned the Dolphins and all their talent. I'm still backing the Bills with Josh Allen over the Dolphins with Tua. Like, like I, I, I hope that his concussion issues are behind him, obviously, and like he's an exciting player to watch. But I don't trust him. Like, no. regardless of regardless of injuries, I don't trust his consistency. 
Um, the Jets are the interesting one for me with a, an absolutely frightening defense. <laughs> like that is that is going to be something else. And that's that's got even better. Um, and they've added Aaron Rodgers and they've added Dalvin Cook. Like they're going all in. And like <sighs> Rodgers in the past couple of years, he's had such a chip on his shoulder and he hasn't really dealt with it very well mentally. He's just been in a bad place at Green Bay. I just have this weird feeling that he'll actually harness it this time. Like now he's out of there. He's he's going to be so well. He, we know how driven he'll be. Uh, well, whatever motivates him, spite, um, I don't, whatever it is, majority <laughs> <Georgia>, spite. <laughs> but it, yeah, it could like yeah. We know how good he has been for many, many, many years. Uh, he's not he, quite over the hill. He's never needed. He's never an athletic QB anyway. He's looked more uh relaxed and like he's looking forward to the season than he has done in probably four years in terms of you look at some of those interviews with him you know the some of the stuff that they've had with him around the practice field and and he genuinely looks like a guy who is he's having fun again and he wasn't having fun in green bay those last few years and that that will be interesting to see how long that lasts you know if they if they have week one or week two his wide receivers aren't doing what he's expected. He can't quite escape the, the pass rush in the way that he used to be able to do. How long is it before that man throws his toys out the pram? Yeah. And the... that wide receiver room is interesting, isn't it? Because he's got a really promising second-year player, Garrett Wilson, and then his old mates from Green Bay, Lazard, Lazard and Cobb. Well, and his, then... old, his old coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> well, that, that's quite interesting to me. Like, as as dis- as a disaster as he was at head coach, I think his niche is doing exactly that, working like and working back with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, and they're an interesting side. They've you know ev- everyone leveled at them last year that they were a QB away from being a team that could win the AFC East. Well, now they've got arguably one of the best quarterbacks that there's ever been. Um, and so if if they can't do it this season. I think that Salah is done. Probably the GM is done, and so there's an awful lot. Riding They've got a two season. a two season window. Oh, I don't, I, I, they I, do I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think considering they lost the last whatever it was six or seven games last season, off the back of a really really good and promising start, they've given up quite a lot for a quarterback who might be there a season or two, um, based on his age, and play being able to play at a level for a season or two. They are in absolutely. This is our year. This isn't them saying we want to make the playoffs. This is them saying we want to win it all. And if they don't make the playoffs this season, I think there's massive change at the Jets. I could see them ditching the GM. I think Salah would get given longer. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's it's another one of those big risks to go all in for a man who has looked on the downslide, but he's he's talented. And I, I don't think it will be a disaster there. I don't. I think that def- that defense is so good that it will keep definite them in it. Winning, if if record. it goes wrong, I don't think Salah will be the reason why it goes wrong. Definite winning record. I think the question will be is because they're in a division that's got similar with the other two, two very good other sides in it. Is whether they can get just enough wins to make playoffs. So you can all see the clock, and it's done. There you go. Um, we our time is our time is up on the on the AFC East. We'll go straight into the AFC South, which is next alphabetically. This is this is how I'm gonna 
rule <laughs> this show with my iron fist. Um, no, it's not. It's the AFC North. I was um, going to say. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, took us 15 seconds to work that up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 15 seconds less that we have to talk about the Cleveland Browns, I guess. Um, but <laughs> um, I, I, The logical place to start is the Bengals, though, is it? Pat, are you, are you expecting... Well, dare I say, even an improvement from them and what we've seen. I mean, there's no reason to think they shouldn't win the division again. They have still look very strong. They've had a kind of quiet off-season, which is what you'd expect from a team who comfortably made the playoffs and had a decent deep playoff run. Um, so, yeah, steering clear of injuries. And, you know, we saw Joe Burrow get injured earlier in training camp and that would have been a bit of a frightener, but it doesn't look like it's going to extend into the regular season. So, yeah, um, they're the team to be feared in this division more than any other. Although, you know, the Ravens will rough you up, but they're not likely to uh, win enough over the course of the season to uh, win the division, I don't think. The the dark horses here and the interesting team for me are annoying me, the Browns, because I do think (laughs) Watson... We know he's talented. We've seen it before, but he looked very rusty at the back end of last season once he was eligible again. Well, it was it wasn't the ideal preparation for him, was it? No, it was not. <laughs> and I do wonder. On, I, think, didn't <laughs> I do wonder how much some of that some of that off off field stuff will you know be a distraction or continue to be a distraction during this season. Um, but but they have a talented roster. They've got a decent defense. Uh, they've got good weapons on offense and with training camp and the preseason games he should he should have that connection in a way that he hasn't before i still don't know whether these guys are like a nine and eight or a you know 12 and five team at the moment they could be either of those things or they could fall off a cliff and be hilariously terrible because of the browns (laughs) the browns are an interesting one for me because i feel like like if about six or seven years ago, we were banging on about the Browns having all these draft picks and that eventually <laughs> they're going to be this really, really good side. And they've kind of been that team now that's had all those draft picks that have been bedded in, but they've been that team for about three or four years. And the they've just messed they... things up. They've yeah, just messed yeah, and they, they continue yeah. to do so. Um, as I said in my one sentence preview, I think if, if Watson is pre-rapey Watson, allegedly, <laughs> um, then... I think that I think they're a double-digit win team. They've got they by easily as talented as the Ravens. Um, Why would being rapey affect your ability as a quarterback, though? It's well, like the way you it, it, it meant that he had to miss a couple of games here and there. No, yeah. so it knocked him back, knocked him back a little while. Um, if he's if he's back to that level, to you know, the the quarterback who we all thought was probably one of the best players in the NFL at that stage. Um, I think they are a double-digit win team. I think the Ravens potentially are a double-digit win team. I think the Bengals are clearly a double-digit win team. That This is why I think this is the best division in football, because I think the Steelers aren't that shabby either. I think that Pickett and Pickens are um, really solid, solid players. I think Pickett is going to make a, a, a big step up this year. Um, and we know with Tomlin, he's always going to put out a competitive side. Um it's yeah, I think it's probably for me easily two, potentially three teams come out of this division. You've you've act, you've actually probably got four four decent head coaches in that division as well, haven't you? And it's yeah. which is unusual for the Browns. 
Um, that this. <laughs> oh, the stuff about Deshaun Watson though, it, it he's he's clearly going to be better than last year because he's had the proper preparation. I I I, I haven't watched his preseason games, it's, but it's I don't I don't like from everything I've seen so far and from the stuff that I've read, he's been up and down. There's been like a few stuff that the the Browns have put out on social media that has been like Watson's back. Oh, I saw I saw the one where he managed to hit the net from three yards. Oh, Did well, you see that, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Wow. Look at this. Like literally a throw I could make. That was hilarious. <laughs> and um, let's face it, right? Up and down is not enough for a man you've mortgaged your club's entire future oh, to. You're absolutely the right. $200 million dead cap uh, burden. Yeah. It's just he the Browns are very reliant on a small number of very highly paid top tier guys and then a roster of meh. And that's why I think they'll finish fourth because ultimately that's not going to stand the test of a long wearing season. I think people are sleeping on the Steelers a little bit if you described. But what about the Ravens? Um, the They got their shit sorted out with Lamar, which they needed to do. Um, <laughs> for so, so many, so many rumours, but they, yeah, they got that done in good time. Um, he remains a phenomenal player in my eyes and i just i just think if they if they can keep him upright and functioning they're just dangerous they seem to have given him more weapons in the passing game as well now which well, they've given him some weapons yeah <laughs> which is nice <laughs> other than, other than mark andrews yeah yeah and yeah. and so i think that's that's the biggest question for the ravens is can they move into being a team that is much more of an all-round threat and not just that ground game um harbour obviously will still lean heavily on the ground game i don't see that changing anytime soon but having the ability to push the ball down the field which obviously he's got the arm for it and now it looks like he's got a few more weapons for it that that side could be they could have gone from one of the more dull ground and pound it sides to a side that's actually genuinely very exciting to watch yeah i i don't think they'll have enough to beat the really top tier sides, but I think they'll be too solids for the mediocre sides to beat. So they'll be, you know, just over a winning season, and that's probably enough for a playoff uh, berth at the end of the day. But you wouldn't expect them to be making championship games or anything, I don't think. Well, it's it's John Harbour, so you you always expect good things from that roster, regardless. Um, I don't know that an okay season is enough in the AFC to get you into a playoff berth. Now, I think you've got to be. Like double digit wins at least yeah, to get into this it. is this is going to be the problem. Like we're talking, we're going to okay. talk about. We'll probably have the same conversation in the AFC West. Well, maybe not, maybe not the South, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> um, it's of there being multiple playoff worthy teams, like mm. as in like more than two. Yeah, and there aren't. There are only seven berths in the conference, and so yeah, you're right. You, you you're going to have to be better than average to. To make it not in the NFC, which we'll talk about next week, but in, in this <laughs> conference, you certainly will. If, if it still feels like that, there's an awful lot of, and I, and I get this is all, all like pretty obvious, but it feels like there's more so the, this year than ever before, where there's a lot of teams that have a pretty solid roster and will live or die based on the questions around their QB. Um, when we're looking at, we've already done the AFC and the couple that they've got. It's the same with people like the Steelers and how Pickett gets on. The Browns are the same um, with Deshaun Watson. Can um, Ravens QB stay fit? 
it's the, it's those quarterback questions that I think might push someone over the edge rather than hold somebody back. But that's surely because there are so many talented rosters in the conference. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in 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 the, in the NFC, you'll have teams who have got a mech quarterback or a guy who's got question marks around him, who where the rosters will be good enough just to get them over the line because there are probably only four teams that are actually as good, in, or that would make the playoffs if they're in the AFC instead. Yeah. Maybe not to, even four. To pick up on one of the things Pat said earlier on, um, I, I I would disagree slightly on the, the their roster being meh. Um, I think actually, if you look at man for man and compare it to the Ravens, I think they're a far better roster. Um, I think that it comes. You just down don't trust to, them because they're the Browns. Yeah, but you look at Amari, <laughs> Amari Cooper's an excellent weapon. Nick Chubb is an excellent running back. Their um, the offensive line is excellent. Um, the defensive line with people like Miles Garrett and Zarius Smith is loaded. Anthony Walker Jr. was an excellent linebacker last year. The the secondary is good. Um, it's just all whether Deshaun Watson is any good will will be whether they're a seven seven eight win team or a twelve win team because they genuinely could be either. But picking up on that, Pat's point was lots of talent at the top end of the roster, but only a limited number of guys. And you look past Chubb and you look past Cooper. And there's some yeah. talent there, but it's not I think, great. I think that's the same for everybody, though. You look past Chubb, like who else has got like a, a fantastic RB two? Yeah, not but you many. look at the Bengals and they've Hello. got quality RB one and three quality wide receivers and a decent tight end. You know, there's yeah, there's I, more talent there. I think in in terms of depth, it's yeah. I think I think that would surprise a lot of people. I don't think necessarily Deshaun Watson will be phenomenal, but I think if he is, I think the Browns go far. Given that there are five seconds left, Deshaun Watson has dominated this division <laughs> chat more than I more than I expected. <laughs> um, you don't into... need to talk about the Bengals because they're going to win it regardless, aren't they? Well, we don't have time. <laughs> We're out of time, so it doesn't matter. Um, ten minutes now. We're going to get into on the AFC South, which is definitely next alphabetically. Um, well, Pat, I'll go back to you again as the reigning division champions, the the Jags, who have probably improved. Would that be fair? I think so. Yeah, definitely. We've got a a much more um, what's the way to put this? A much more threatening wide receiver one than last season. I don't like the term alpha, but that's uh, out well, there. I mean, he's going to be wearing zero. So yeah. I mean, how how seriously <laughs> can you take that? I mean, fair. Uh, but no, we look better <laughs> in that regard. Um, we have a. Uh, that looking running back room, which is nice. Better depth at wide receiver than I can remember at any time in the club's history, which is just great. The areas of concern are lack of pass rush and a patchwork offensive line, which is already riddled with injuries and suspensions and with the um, probable mistake of letting Taylor go and keeping Robinson. But we are where we are with that at this point. Um but the thing is, the offense looks explosive enough that you can maybe get away with that in a quick passing game. So I expect us to win the division more confidently than I have at any time in the last 20 years. Well, you probably haven't seen yourselves as favorites at any time. in the, Well, not quite any time, but the, the vast majority of seasons. Last year, almost, like I don't think anyone really saw it coming, like the second half of the season, the way the Jags went on a bit of a tear and the Titans went on the slide and it it almost felt like it happened a year too early. And like I didn't career. predict us to win the division this time last year. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but you, you wound out 
like obviously all the momentum was going in the right direction. You had that mental playoff game against the Chargers, and it feels like things are going in 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 the right direction. Um, yeah, you've certainly you, you've certainly improved. The the O line is a concern. If you can't, you know, if Lawrence is just being hassled the whole time, then that maybe changes things. But I think you'll put enough points on the board often enough to win most games without doubt. Absolutely, and I think. This division is difficult to call for almost the opposite reason that um, the Bills division is difficult to call because we've got two teams with rookie quarterbacks who are right at the start of kind of rebuild cycles. We've got the Titans who I think are generally being underestimated and will threaten you if you're bad, but maybe won't have enough to get past the kind of top tier teams in the conference. And the Jags who look like slightly stronger than the team that won the division last year. So I think we're slight favourites, but I think it's a very turbulent decision division to try and predict on. I think the biggest thing here is the um is the fact that Trevor Lawrence second half of last year started to really look like the guy that you hoped he would coming out of the draft. And if he continues, you know, that level of calmness and the ability to pick apart defenses, I think I think it'd be in a great spot. Um I do think there's an element of is Ridley going to be a bit rusty coming back? Now, I haven't really looked at what's going on in training camp, so it might be that he's looked like an absolute monster and hasn't lost a step. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that that might take him a, a few games, half There's, There have been know, a couple of sexy, sexy toes, <laughs> toe tap, toe stack, drag. What, toe tap? What is it? Toe tap, <laughs> swag. Toe drag, swag. Toe drag, swag. Yeah. Oh, Adam, always down with the kids. Oh, no, I know. In his the... green polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ridley looks better than any receiver we've had since McCardell. And that's just... Well, sorry, maybe Smith. And that's coming in just from pre-season and training camp, so you're not necessarily sure what they're going up against. But he's not looked... He, he, he looks a step faster than Christian Kirk did last year. And... You know, his game was never the kind of big field stretching guy. We were forced into that because we didn't have other options in that area very much. So the roster of receivers fits better this year, fitting the receiver skill set to the area that they'll play more frequently as well. And, you know, Kirk drops down to two, Zay Jones drops down to three, which is uh, Marvin Jones Jr.'s role last year. And it just all um, looks that bit more threatening. And the wide receiver room is going to be the hardest one for them to wear deal with on roster cut down day which is happening literally as we speak i the big one of the biggest things were the two the two games titans versus jags to both towards the end of the season last year was the fact that we couldn't protect protect i was going to say ryan Tannehill, but it wasn't for the the final game it was josh jobs um because we yeah, new arizona cardinals qb1 um, yeah yeah <laughs> um, underrated guy, by the way. I thought he was great. Um, uh, but and you could protect Trevor Lawrence now if you, you've got doubts about your O line. I've got doubts about our O line, but actually, those could be some of the most important things um, in how this division goes. I do think the Titans are still. I think everyone's looking at last season with the Titans and sort of ignoring the fact that there's still plenty of talent on that roster. I do think there are some question marks there, but I also there, think there that... are the the we lost seven games in a row to end the season and. A lot of those games kind of could have gone either way. Now it's not it's not a good sign you're losing games. Um we injuries were a big issue when you your QB one is 
has been nursing an injury all year. That's not ideal. Malik Willis was completely inept and it was just pointless playing playing games with him under centre. Um, but he, but I was I've been quite down about the Titans for most of the off season, and then we went and got DeAndre Hopkins. Now <laughs> it might seem like it's a flashy piece to go and get, and it probably is a flashy piece to go and get. He's an elite wide receiver in the NFL. But what it told me was, we're not tanking, we're not riding this out, we're not we're we're still trying to win. And that said, that said that that sent a message to me, and that said that yes, we've got a new GM and there's a new regime, but there's some optimism that this, if it is a window, it's probably not a window, but you know what I mean. Like it, this is this is not. We're not just waiting for the the cap to ease and the the next round of draft picks to come through. We're trying to win games, and Mike Brable is trying to try and win games. And there's if yeah, if the o, if the O line can function then we could be competitive if it can't it will just be a nightmare but there are there are stellar signs from our defense our defense is going to be exciting and probably a bit under the radar the titans the titans in this division feel like one of those teams that's just you're unlucky in the situation right now because you probably have a decent playoff run in the nfc um whereas it, i just can't yeah, we know we're not alone in make, that yeah even if you make the playoffs, I can't see the Titans going more than one or two two games in in this conference. Um, whereas I could see the Jags just because of the way that 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 franchise plays ball or has been playing ball at the end of last season, causing some upsets into the playoffs as well. Uh, and if Trevor, a... Lawrence, if Trevor Lawrence is on fire, I mean, and and is playing well with Ridley, they they could be really dangerous once they get to the playoffs. I think that's already exactly how I feel about the the Titans. I, I do think that there's a lot of people who, who are going into the season assuming that they're going to be like a 3-4 win team. I don't think they'll be anywhere near that. I think like Vrabel won't allow it. Um, mm. they've, they've, they've In keeping um, Simmons and signing Hopkins, um, they've still got some some excellent talent and Vrabel is not going to allow this, this franchise to go into a season to give it anything other than they're absolute all, and I, I see the Titans still being a potentially seven, eight, nine win team. Um, but because they're in the AFC, I, I don't think they make the playoffs comfortably because there's so many other really, really strong sides. Okay, we we need to we need to mention the other two teams in the division in the last minute and a half of this. They're both I, shit. I would say. We've given the Colts about as much uh, time as they as they should have got. I think that the both Texans... other teams are going to have a rookie QB, and both of them are quite exciting rookie QBs. So they you, are. You, you don't know you, they're going to be dangerous. Are they going to be consistent? Probably not. I, I, I think, think they'll be will, I think Richardson will be dangerous for opposition cornerbacks. <laughs> 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 I think they're going to have a field day with his accuracy. I think he's got the potential to be a, a very good, exciting quarterback. But, I mean, uh, if it was me, Gardner Minshew would have been starting for that team. Um, and I, I don't know. That would be more on brand, I think, wouldn't it? I think yeah. they're just starting to get, get him some NFL experience and not worry about this season too much. I think the yeah. Texans will be the team that surprise a few people. I don't think they'll win loads of games, but I do think they'll cause some upsets because I think yeah. they'll be defensively extremely strong. Um, I just think and at this got, point that got, the Texans have got pieces. They've yeah, got the, you know, the offense. Pass, they're not awful. The offense is mostly Damian Pierce right now, unless yeah. Stroud really is it. Is it Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if Stroud really shows out, then then they could do something. But it's like a, just officially it's a situation. officially named him as their starter today. I think yeah, as yeah. if today, we didn't yeah. know. 
But I think the defense will be the thing that causes some people some issues there. I, I think offensively they might struggle and they won't put up loads of points this year, but who knows? It's, it's a rookie QB. Colts I just don't think he's got a lot John- of weapons. The Colts going through the issues with Jonathan Taylor really doesn't help them either. I think it causes them a lot of issues. <laughs> Funny. Um, <laughs> AFC, time for the AFC West. Woo! Hooray! And well, who's going to win this division? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's... As long as Patrick Mahomes plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, they are going to be what they are, aren't they? I think they he could yeah. do it with anyone. Um, yeah, and that's that's not going to change. The number one seed, bye in the playoffs. They'll be fine. The Raiders will be shit. The Broncos <laughs> will be better, but still a bit shit. The Chargers will probably make the playoffs and then lose in the first round of the playoffs and the Chiefs will be number one. And number one. Done. Have we done that in half seconds. a minute? 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Is, only if you do, believe only if you believe everything that Mark says. Do, is, do, do you disagree with any of that? <laughs> Rich, I want you to talk a little bit about the Los Angeles Chargers because I know you secretly have a bit of a boner for them. I well, <laughs> yeah, I, they are they are my AFC crush team. Um, I, I like and why not with those uniforms? I, I love I love those uniforms so much. I think if I'd not if I'd not been almost forced into the Niners because of where I was going for work, I, I would absolutely have been a San Diego Chargers fan based purely on that. I mean, it's um, only but, a little bit further south of San Francisco than the Niners but, are. Like. <laughs> I was going to say, you, I thought you were about to make a gag about them being north of where Levi's is these days. Yeah, yeah pretty um, much. But the, um, the, the thing with the Chargers for me is I am genuinely, utterly shocked that Staley is still there. I thought he was guaranteed to get fired at the end of last season based on how that all all went down. Yeah, that, last, what will be, that second half of that game. <laughs> yeah, what will be interesting there will be to see how that team goes uh, offensively and whether they can be a much more solid unit. Because, I mean, I, I actually saw them against the Cardinals almost choke and then win very, very late on. And there were moments in that games where you'd think that they were running two different offensive teams out there because one of those... One of those teams looked spectacular, like it could put up 45 points a game, no problem. And the other one looked like it hadn't got a clue what it was doing. And that's what they need to get rid of. The the lack of consistency, game on game, even drive on drive, needs to get sorted out. And if they can sort that out, and they have the talent there, you've only got to look at, you know, they've already got one of the best running backs in the league. They've got two quality veteran wide receivers and they've just added a a guy who seems like he's an absolute stud in the draft. There's no reason, and they've got an incredible defense. As long as Joey Bosa stays fit, and that seems to have been a problem the last couple of years, they should, on paper, be a team that can challenge the, the Chiefs. And yet again, they won't, because somehow they'll find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. I bet we mentioned the AFC North having four top head coaches. Um, the AFC West doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, and that's a big factor, though. In it, they've got like two. They. Well, what What will be interesting is the, the suggestions that Staley had kept. Uh, what's his name around as OC because they were buddies, and Kellen Mond seems like a guy who's going to come in and and actually, you know do some stuff there. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. That feels like it's a little bit more, it, it was almost forced on him to take him on. Um, and so there, there might be much better coaching 
at the Chargers than there has been the last couple of years, at least on offense. Um, but yeah, I, I would say they should comfortably be second in this division. The Denver Broncos are a massive question mark. You talk about coaching, Sean Payton should mm-hmm. turn around the Denver Broncos and should make them a winning franchise again. But it will be interesting to see whether he and Wilson end up clashing multiple times over the season. I think that's, th- one, that's I one, think... one of the key things for me is the Broncos, I, I feel like, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Broncos should have a really, really good offence. Um, and it's all down to how well the quarterback plays. Is is this the Russell Wilson that's still in massive decline that we have seen for the last couple of years, especially last year? Um, or is, is Sean Payton able to get something out of him that we think potentially he could because of how how good an offensive mind he is. Um, he he needs to if they want to do anything um, because Jarrett Stittem isn't going to be the guy. Um, but they've <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's plan A. No, <laughs> um, they they need to try and find a way of keeping Jerry Judy fit, which seemingly is is getting Jerry Judy good. fit, given yeah. that he just pulled a hamstring. Exactly. Um, so it's like that's going to be a nightmare, but. Again, they're they've got a lot of talent all over the place. D line is excellent with Frank Clark. Um, yeah, it's it's all down to Russell Wilson and how he gets on with um, with Sean Payton. In theory, gets on with be... throwing the ball any time under five seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rather um, than scrambling around and waiting for someone to get open. I, I for me, I think that Sean Payton makes them better. Um, I think they will be offensively, does. offensively does. Yeah. more, but I still don't see them being more than an eight or nine win team. I was full of hope for the Broncos with Peyton coming in and Russell Wilson looking a bit lighter and his scrambling being a bit more effective than it was last season. And then they had just a catastrophic series of preseason injuries, Tim Patrick, um Hamler, KJ Hamler. It's all kind of focused in that receiving area, some uh, offensive linemen as well, which just seems to be everyone at the moment. And then Sean Payton banned bucket hats on the sidelines. And that was the point I lost faith in the whole thing and just went, mate, if that's what you're focusing on, like, get a grip. I think something, I think these, well, I hope that these things are symbolic. Uh, this is This is just his way of of saying that I'm in charge. There was something else, wasn't there? He made a comment about, um, is it Russell Wilson had like his own guru in the building or something? I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly yeah. what it was. The last season like, he not, had. Yeah, this, yeah, not under my watch. Yeah, um, some journal, some journal asked him about it. He was like, what? Like he didn't even know about it, which is yeah. like, no, that's not happening. Well, like hmm. that, I thought, I kind of thought that was deliberate. Like he was almost pretending, like just mm-hmm. to show it, just the disdain that he thought it needed. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it feels like last year they were an indisciplined franchise that didn't have a clear focus and Peyton should be the one to bring that. But as we've right. seen in Green Bay for a number of years, if you've got your head coach and your quarterback at loggerheads, things will go badly. Yeah, but you didn't have a strong character like Sean Payton in that building. And True. I, I mean, it, it might not work, but he he will have the authority and he will be firmly in charge. There won't be any... Like he might, yeah, he might piss off Russell Wilson to the point that 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 relationship doesn't work. I don't know, but my my feelings, my gut feeling is different though. I think that he, I've just seen, uh, yeah, obviously the relationship he had with Drew Brees for so many years. I'm not saying he's the same character as Russell Wilson at all, far from it. But 
he has the New Orleans Saints were always a team that were better because of their head coach and and an elite quarterback, of course. But he he elevated that team for so many years. Yeah, I mean, talking of head coaches that can elevate their team, we shouldn't talk about Josh McDaniels. Uh, was he yeah. still in a job? Yeah, he he. Yeah, when I made that comment, I didn't, Mark, you said two. Um, <laughs> we've it's pretty clear who they are. Um, yeah, uh, Jimmy G. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> he's going to enjoy Vegas. It's going to be a car crash, isn't it? You can. Just... I love Jimmy, but I really, really am going to enjoy not having to worry about which bit of him is going to be broken any given week. <laughs> He's exactly the sort of quarterback you should invest your stock in after you've invested your stock in an absolute field-stretching game-breaker, Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy those short slants that you have to take to the house, Devontae. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing in Derek Carr's favour when he was he was there was that Devontae Adams loved him. They went um, like they played together before, hadn't they? But um, it's... <laughs> I'm not not sure how much respect he's going to have for Jimmy G. I reckon he'll get traded before the middle of, by the middle of the season. Adams, they'll they'll realise that it's not going their way. There'll be one or two wins by that point, and they'll realise that they can just get a, a ton of tra- a uh, contender uh, with an injury, from, maybe or yeah, yeah, and they'll just ship him off somewhere and, and take the picks. They should be better than they are. You know, their their roster isn't isn't awful if you take take into account that Josh Jacobs is decided that he's going to end his. Mm-hmm. And is locked down and, and come out and play. And Devontae Adams is great. Hunter Renfro is decent. Austin Hooper is decent. They've got a lot of decent players with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby on that defense. There should be a good side, but they're just they're not, not going to be, reason. are they? No, the, and, that uh, reason is Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, right? It's um, uh, yeah, shit head coach, not brilliant quarterback. That's all you need to know, isn't it? That's all she wrote for the Raiders. <laughs> Should we spend the last 17 seconds just waxing lyrical about Kansas City Chiefs? I don't know how you can do that in what is now 11 seconds. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. How do they stay so good? With such Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Canarius Tony is our wide receiver one. That's fine, isn't it? Yeah, honestly. There we go. That's, that's 10 minutes up on the AFC West. Um, we previewed it all. <laughs> Imagine that's... that. I know. Um, let's do some predictions as a team of the four of us and work out work out from this ridiculous conference which seven teams are going to make it. I'm not sure how easy this is going to be. Um, the division winners seem a good place to start, and I think we're probably unanimous about the Chiefs. Yep. Yes. Are we unanimous about the Bills? Well, for me, anyway. But I, I would Mark's unanimous. I'm, I'm <laughs> unanimous. I I think a lot depends in that division on Tua. If Tua is back to full strength and has no concussions, I think as Mark said, they have the stronger roster. But I, anything could happen there. Anything could happen. You could have a last week of the season where all three teams could win the division. Um, but if I had gun to my head, I'd probably go Bills just just based on the fact that they've been good for a while and they have the experience. Good lad, Rich. We have that we have the numbers back in Buffalo to win that division. Um the I'll come I'll come back to the north because I think that's it's probably the Bengals, but it's the South I mean I th- I suspect we're we're gonna say the Jags. 
I would think. Yeah. Um, I think the Jags, that's probably my gut feeling, and I'm a I'm the Titans fan in the room. I think it's not a done deal, but the Jags have to be favourites. So that's that's surely the answer answer here. And yeah, yeah the North are the are the Bengals still favourites? Any yeah. anyone with any, enough doubts to dispute that? No, it's, comfortably comfortable it, winners. It's only down to if Burrow gets injured, and you can't make predictions based on someone getting injured because that's true for all teams. I think they are yeah. the strongest roster in there with the best quarterback. So, yeah. they're it for me. It's the Chiefs, like we all said, the number one seed. And yes, I don't know how two, three, and four are going to order themselves. And that part of that might be determined by how difficult the divisions are. So, you might find the Jags actually like wind up being like number two seed be- just because of their schedule um they could yeah that could work in their favor we'll see um <laughs> now for the tricky bit um we're finding three more teams out of out of the conference um maybe a process of elimination go through, go <laughs> why, why don't we do why don't we name the three each and then we'll see oh god who appears in everyone's list <laughs> um okay um, so, anybody... I, so I'll I'll go first. I've I've got the three, um, also being five five to six are the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Chargers. Um, mm. Interesting, because I would have Dolphins, Jets, Chargers. I would have Jets. Uh, oh, I'm going with. Jets, Ravens, Broncos. Broncos. Oh, wild! Sean Payton wow. pick. Yeah, I've, I've got them. I've got them as twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I'm really having doubts about what I just said, but no, I'm, uh, it doesn't matter gonna, because no one else is going to say them. <laughs> I'm throwing this out there. I don't think they're going to make it in our list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers. Ooh, okay. All right, what common ground have we got here? I think the Dolphins. Dolphins. Probably. We'll pick the Dolphins. I the think. Ravens. Everyone except me picked, right? Yeah, Pat, Pat, you didn't say the Jets, did you? Nor did Mark. I, I didn't. But I think they got two. Yeah, I went okay. Jets. Um, is anyone keeping track of this? <laughs> uh, was, I, was I the only one? Was I the only one who said the Chargers? No, yes. I said the Chargers. Oh, two. Okay, so Jets oh, and Chargers shit. both have two. Uh, Did anybody Ra- say the Ravens? Ravens had no a couple, didn't Browns. they? No one said the Browns. All right. Okay, um, so it's Dolphins. Dolphins won. Um, two of the Jets, Chargers and Ravens, I think. Yeah. Um, do we... I reckon the Chargers... The Jets for me... If it comes that... down... Sorry, Mark. I say, if it comes down to those three, which team do you trust to fuck it up in week se- Week 17? Oh, that's the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. The... <laughs> so oh, let's go look... with the other two. <laughs> oh, wait, do we have to have one from three, right? Uh, no, two uh, from no, three. Two. Two. Two, two from three. three. It's fine. Dolphins, yeah. Ravens, Jets are our three playoff teams. All right. Sorry, wildcard teams. That seems wild to me that nobody gets in from the West. Um, I'm also, I'm also throwing that I'm also having the... the the Titans as a dark horse because I have to, um, but they, they they weren't even in my three, so they're not nah. going to get in our three. Um, Very dark. And that, that's why for me, I think the Chargers are a decent shout because they, they've they're having to play 
the Broncos and the Raiders in their division. No, Rich. Whereas... Rich spoke. Rich is Rich's week eighteen shit the bed <laughs> logic is is he he was decisive, and we we <laughs> well, we were going to take a while to get somewhere. So I think part, partly I think based what... on partly based on the Chargers being the Chargers, but also partly based on which of those head coaches do you trust? And the one that I trust the least is Staley. I I agree with that as well. Um, who who did we pick? We've picked right. We've picked the wild cards as the Dolphins, Jets, and Ravens. Let's move on. <laughs> cool. um, who is now? This isn't who is going to pick number one overall because undoubtedly there will be some, someone even shitter <laughs> at the NFC. Um, but who's going to be the worst team in the conference? Um, now, I'd love it to be the Colts, but I don't think it will be. Um, I think probably the Texans, unfortunately, um, but that's only because they've got uh, like a relatively new team, new quarterback who's finding his feet, new head coach. There's just a lot of new, very, very early as part of this cycle for them. Um, I think could it be? Could, could it be the Pats? It, I, I, honestly, I think the Pats will be bottom four, bottom four or five. Um, I have the bottom four being the the Texans, Raiders, Patriots, and Colts as the as the as the worst four. Um, the, the, the Raiders could be, couldn't they? Yeah. You could see it really going wrong. Um, ah. Well, that's how that's how crazy this this conference is because those four teams that Mark mentioned are basically the only four teams that we haven't suggested could make the playoffs. <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely the one bonkers. That, the next one above that for me is the Broncos and Adam right. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I think that. Um, uh, yeah. It, Pat, who's who's your worst in the conference? I agree with Mark that it'll probably be the Texans. I had them finish in what six wins, I think, on the WinFL show preview that we did, and six seems a lot for the worst team in the conference. Maybe though. that's too high, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, maybe it does become I've, the Pats. I've got them as a three-win team. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Texans yeah. as a. It, it's a year or two too early. To it, really judge that. The... If, if they are genuinely going to give him some time there as the head coach, I think I think it's just they're still early on in that rebuild, and so they could they could come within two or three points of wins on about eight or nine games and just fall short, and that ends up leaving them with four wins and being right down there. I think we'd probably say the Texans, don't we? But it's the the, the rookie QB factor is so hard. Like you you can imagine them being the the worst in the conference, but you don't trust them to be. Like, they I, could, think they it's, could... I think it's the Colts. I think the Colts are a... Well, same, same thing, really. Yeah, I think the Colts are more likely to bust out based on Richardson. I think Richardson, longer term, could potentially be a really, really interesting, exciting quarterback, but I think a really struggle in his first year based on the accuracy issues that we've seen. Oh, but you, can, you, can you imagine Nate's reaction if we named our... Oh, he's furious right now. Oh, let's, we, do it, we... let's do it for that reason. <laughs> Are we that petty? Yes. Yeah. Right there, yeah. Yeah. Matt yeah. Us, right. <laughs> Love you, Nate. I'm not sure I really believe this. It's just gonna come falling down around me. But yeah, I, I okay, so someone mentioned the Patriots. I can't believe that they they are probably the least talented roster in the AFC, but coaching will get them three or four spots above that. They've they, they've mm, upped their coaching yeah. in so much that last year Bill Belichick tried this 
weird thing with ex-defensive coordinators making offensive play calls that just didn't work. Oh, um, Matt Patricia. Yeah, Matt Patricia, which <laughs> like, didn't work. But yet they still got to however many wins they got. They weren't. They didn't have a losing record. Um, and But you're right, I think the roster is, if anything, is worse. They've had off-field issues with Matt Jones apparently being, uh, and Bill Belichick apparently at loggerheads, and Bill Belichick wanting to move on from him. Um, he's shocked to discover he's not as good as Tom Brady was. Exactly, they're funny that um, there's there's just a lot of it, and eventually it has to it has to go wrong for them. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just I've, they've also got quite a tough schedule. It's um, on paper I... their schedule is uh, not helped by the fact they're in the AFC East, but their their um, their strength of schedule is one of the hardest in the NFL. All right. You can see how delighted Adam is that he's had. We're having to pick between the Texans, the Colts, and the Patriots as the uh, three potentially yeah, worst teams this year. <laughs> Fucking I'm, loving this. I've got to be the better person here, and by by <laughs> being the better person, what I mean by that is Pat, make a final call on this. <laughs> you can't do that to me. That's rude. I'm going Pat's because I want it to be the Pats. Oh, I love that. I love it to be the Patriots. So I think much. actually this this is the. This is the more mature way of being because Nate will join us on this train um, <laughs> with with glee. So let's do that. Pats are the worst team in the AFC. Um, just for fun, this is not a team thing. I'm going to have each of you to name the most overrated, overhyped team in the conference and also the most underhyped that might cause a few surprises. Um, I have to back my ridiculous statement and say that that's going to be the Broncos, don't I? Um, despite the fact, I think it might it might be the Titans. I have to believe that, but the, the Broncos is is crazy enough. Um, Russ, I hope you uh, I hope you're on board with that. Um, both Wilson and Milsom. Um, hmm. The uh, the opposite. Uh, it's I, I I kind of I kind of feel the the Chargers a little bit. I just don't know. Every year they seem to be fancied by everybody and. I just don't see like the it was back back to what you said, Rich, about who who's gonna shit the bed in week eighteen. It's the it's I said the San Diego Chargers earlier. It's the Los Angeles Chargers or wherever the hell they are. Um so Broncos two two teams in the AFC West. There you go. Um Mark. Um so in terms of underrated, I am gonna be the one that says the Titans. Um I think Ooh. they will I think they will. They've got more weapons than people seem to remember. Um, and we're never going to be out of any season ever. We're never going to be the most overrated, overhyped team. No. <laughs> that's, it's never. Can you remember? <laughs> no, AFC not... side will. No, 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 will. No, that's true. Um, so yeah, I think that they will. I, I think they could very easily finish as a five hundred team. I, but I, going into this, I think you would talk to people who tell you they're going to win three or four games. I think they win a lot more than that. Um, in terms of being overhyped, um, I think I'm going to say the Jets. Um, and I think that's potentially because of Craig. Really, well, yeah, that obviously. <laughs> um, and just because you know, he's really, is, really excited about them. <laughs> this is now the seventh year in a row that he's never been so excited going into a season. <laughs> this is going to be the year that eventually he gets over the hump. Um, but I, there's just a bit of me that wonders if Rogers, if it all goes to shit, and actually um, the wide receivers 
aren't all that good. Um, the running backs coming off a, a really bad, serious um, season-ending injury. Dalvin Cook is like just isn't that brilliant anymore, um, despite being a name. Um, couple of injuries on the defense. I think they finish no more than nine wins. Love that. Love that. Miss the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I don't agree, but I love it. Um, Pat, I think we've covered most of their. Them in the show so far, but I think underrated Titans is a reasonable call. I'm going to go Steelers to go something different. I think in both cases, mm-hmm. you've got yeah. quarterbacks that deliver better than they're rated in general, and they've assembled enough of a receiving threat around them that they're going to pick off some teams unexpectedly this season. And overhyped, I hope it's the Jets. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> but um, are you... I think it's more likely to be the Chargers. Oh, some pod agreement. How about that? Yeah, I don't like it. It's weird. No. Um, I was all, I was actually hoping that somebody's underrated team would be someone else's overrated team. That may happen, Rich. That would be more on brand <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, I think underrated for me is a team that's perennially just not hyped up, just sort of there and no one really talks loads about them even though everyone raves about Lamar uh, and that's the Ravens I just think they're always good they've always got such a co- strong coaching staff they've got some real weapons there this year in terms of particularly on offense that you know the new stuff they've brought in uh, they'll be well coached they will grind out wins I can see them having not picked them for my own wildcard playoff teams when we were under pressure and trying to randomly think of some teams. Uh, I genuinely do think they're a team that could get into the playoffs and then surprise a few people once they are. Uh, And then overrated. I'd love to do another uh, Craig pile on with everyone overrating the Jets, Uh, but I think it's the Broncos. I think they have the highest chance. That's what I was looking for. There you go. They have the (laughs) highest chance to bust of any hyped team in in the division uh in the in the conference i think they're very good and i think they have the potential to be excellent but i could also see the whole thing imploding horribly if russell wilson doesn't start well i love the fact rich picked an overrated team who none of us predicted to make the playoffs and an underrated (laughs) team who most of us predicted to make the playoffs oh and none of us who count oh sorry yeah <laughs> I'm I'm thinking this more from a US national media perspective rather than from our actual well thought through insightful uh musings on the matter. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean we we hype our own teams clearly rather than <laughs> rather than the US national media, which basically hypes the Cowboys. Um, uh, to, so. to be honest, I spend more time apologizing for my own team, but I think that's gonna change. <laughs> Yeah, it, things things definitely. There are different. You're not talking about the same usual suspects, um, but there are probably eleven or twelve teams in the AFC that you could imagine making the playoffs, um, and you could imagine being competitive when they get there, which is really really exciting. It's shit being a fan of the, an AFC team because your chances are are diminished as a result. Um, so yeah, look, looking forward to 
the same chat with the NFC with completely opposite logic of on almost everything. <laughs> I petition that, that when we do the NFC one, that we only do it five minutes per division because hey, fuck nobody, you, fuck nobody, you, Mark. Motion, motion passed, motion passed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking for an extra five minutes. Let's we talk over Adam. We, let's not invite to over there. you. Let's not invite Rich to that. <laughs> well, he's, he's yeah. If you do it on a day when I can't actually make it, yeah, be, that would be very on brand for us. Yeah, absolutely. But you did manage to sneak in at least twenty-five minutes of chat about the Niners before we got onto the AFC. So yeah, you've had yeah. The landslide is blown now, isn't it? So yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, let's get into some any other business. Um, it's been incredibly recent for most of us, but um, I'm sure some shit has happened. Um, Pat, let's start with you. All right, so cast your minds back to last October. And I told a story of going on holiday for my 40th birthday and being told at the start of the holiday, everything's coming out of my account. You don't have to worry about anything. And that lasting for one half pint of beer. <laughs> stop it. Now, you may think I'm bitter about that because I've brought it up again. It's, it's fine. It's water under the bridge. Just don't write checks that you're uh, too stingy to cash when it comes to the crunch. Anyway, it was my missus's 40th. And we went on holiday last month and uh, we got to the end of the holiday. And she's like, oh, how much uh, did we spend on the joint account while we were out? And I was like, nothing. Just quietly paid for everything on my account without making a big song and dance about it and just uh, got it done. Just to show how easy it was to do that level of generosity if you wanted to. Which uh, is a level of passive aggressive as I thought you'd enjoy. <laughs> she definitely never listens to this. Exactly. I was really hoping that that was going to end up with the, uh, the twist of that story being that the the 40th holiday celebration was the trip to St. Albans. <laughs> <laughs> that cost 15 whole pounds on the bus and five pounds in ice cream. So, yeah, that, that didn't come out of the joint account, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one did. I love that you have that dynamic as well. Like we've got, well, I suppose most couples that do that, they'll have a joint account, but you still have your own for stuff. Um, and it's and it's like sometimes it's a conversation doesn't even happen on certain things that you buy as to whether you use the joint account or your own. Yeah. Second second gig, um, I went to the bar just before we started to get a drink for while we was doing it, and uh, she was at the bar, so I was like, "Oh, how are you doing? Can you get us a couple of drinks in as well for the band?" And she went, "Sure," and then swapped cards that she had in her hand. <laughs> so. Emma, this afternoon, I'm speaking a bit more quietly. <laughs> you actively whispered that. <laughs> really um, close she... to the microphone. <laughs> You'll never get this, lads. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to record this in a in a medium that anyone can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she if she hears this, it won't be by downloading and listening to the podcast. It will be from <laughs> from the other room. Uh, but she went to she went to. I think Sainsbury's, the supermarket doesn't matter. Um, and Other supermarkets I have, I have a, a colleague whose birthday is tomorrow that I'm going to see tomorrow. So can you get a bottle of, anyway, so she's got a bottle and, and um, that's very nice of her. And when she, but when she got home, can you just transfer that into the joint account? Like it's in with, it's in with the rest of the shopping. So fine. I, I wouldn't have bothered. I wouldn't have brought it up, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because on the flip side of that, I bought our first two drinks of the night on Sunday on my account because she'd come out to do my hobby with me, essentially. So uh, 
yeah, that's the the, the differences between how we view things. <laughs> it's it's always though it's like principle over the actual amount of money, like in how how these things are perceived from me anyway. As I'm very sure much from so. you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Rich. Any other business? Yeah, I I sort of was going to bring up a story that I thought had just sort of fizzled out with the guy involved resigning, but it turns out he hasn't. Spanish FA president uh, Luis Rubiales. He's still clinging on, is he? After kissing a player who didn't want to be kissed as part of the celebrations after they won the Women's World Cup. Uh, there was a thing where he was supposedly going to be resigning and, uh, and you know, their, his replacement announced at a press conference. He turned up to the press conference and basically loudly ranted about everything and announced uh, Wolf of Wall Street style that he wasn't actually going to resign um, and, and has been sticking around. But there are some actually genuinely bonkers elements to this story that I wasn't aware of until I read an extremely long uh There are some skeletons in some closets, aren't there? They've, they've got to be. That there almost certainly are. But there are things that have happened in this story that include his mother locking herself in a church on a hunger strike because of her her darling that's only, son that's being That's only targeted. today, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's happened today. Uh, I think today was when they, they went in well, and, they found and got out. her out again. <laughs> Um, the Spanish FA put out a statement that claimed that the kiss was consensual only for the player and the uh, the Spanish uh, players union to contradict it. The Spanish FA have then threatened to sue the Spanish players union over that statement. Uh, Rubiales, uh, um, sorry, all the Spanish players and coaches other than the head, t- head coach have now quit the team that just won the World Cup. So they don't have any, ele- well, at the top of the game, I don't have any players who are willing to play for them. Uh, and the Spanish FA have just written to UEFA to claim government interference because the government is basically like, this guy needs to be sacked because this is gross misconduct in a in a public body. Uh, and they've written to the UEFA to request that they be ejected from all UEFA competitions. It's this, absolutely this is, bonkers. And it's all something that he could have just issued a contrite apology after it happened and said something like i'm sorry that wasn't i got carried away in the spirit of the moment and it would that would have been that would have been it yeah and if he he should have resigned at that point in in my opinion he could have he probably could have clung on if at that point it all goes quiet enough for long enough and you just he doubled down he doubled down to say yeah she was well up for it lads (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah, yeah yeah that's absolutely nuts it's it's completely crazy and it's got to the point now that like spanish men's national players are coming out and saying they won't play for the national team again until this gets sorted mm. it's it's bonkers absolutely crazy as a story I, if like yes you shouldn't be kissing people who don't want to be kissed i get that but i do think this has been there's an element of this that has been blown out of all proportion with the the way that this is getting to. Well, that's what I mean by the apology would have sorted. Yeah, exactly that. Out exactly straight that. away. Come out, come out of this because if you watch the footage, it's not as though she stood away from the guy and doesn't want anything to do with him. They are embracing for quite some time. Yes, he then goes and kisses her on the lips, but they were they were in a a lengthy embrace before that happened. A a very contrite apology to say. 
I took it too far. It was completely inappropriate. I got caught up in the moment of what was an amazing um, thing that we've managed to do. I'm convinced that would have been it then. But now we've got to a point where his mother's having hunger strikes in the entire nation is up in arms about it. The government's involved. And I think, me, come on. I also think, Mark, that based on some of the stories that have been coming out, that this is not a guy where this is a one-off thing that is completely out of character. So possibly, and that if and if that's the case, I like in all honesty, I've like. Well, that's what this boils down to. Because it's so surely. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's utterly case, bonkers. Could you imagine if over this, like Real Madrid, Barcelona, all like Atletico, all pulled from Europe, UEFA competitions this it's season? Not gonna, it's not going to happen. There's not a chance it'll happen. Absolute madness. Yeah, well, aren't, aren't two of them in the European Super League, so they could just go and play in that? <laughs> yes, just those two, just playing each other week in, week out. Well, that was that was what that was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's funny how that's forgotten, brush under the carpet. Um, Mark, any other business? Um, so, I... The only thing for me really is that I've the, the Rugby World Cup starts in 10 days, I think. And I don't think I've ever in my entire life been less confident of an England side um, going into a Rugby World Cup than I am this time. I've just, they're, they're an awful, awful side that seeming, seemingly, and I, I, I fully understand the right person to be having this conversation with isn't on the podcast today. Um, <laughs> I, I, if, if, to... only, if only there was a rugby podcast that he, made anymore yeah exactly i think that, I think that it is just, a... it feels like it feels like they're a team that is woefully underprepared is either injured suspended or shit at the minute and it feels like it's a team that doesn't have any particular identity isn't particularly well coached doesn't like seems really really ill prepared and i like i have absolutely no they go into that first game against argentina i don't think there's any chance that they're winning that game at the moment um, based on the performances that we're seeing recent, like most recently at home to Fiji with another defeat, um, <laughs> they just don't. They're not. They're an also ran at the moment, I, and I can't remember ever thinking that England are going into a World Cup being that. It's just it's a, it's a bit disappointing. I, I think Borthwick's been thrown under the bus a little bit on this. Like, if if you're going to change coaches before a World Cup, doing it after the Six Nations, where he basically only got friendlies and a few months. So he might be a terrible coach. I've got no idea. He might, he might be great. He might be terrible. But the the the, the rug, RFU are the ones really to blame here for just just an absolutely shoddy approach to uh, to this yeah. World Cup. Yeah. You, you th- I feel like you think back to, I can't remember his name, but the guy who was coaching like when we won in 2001, Clive Woodward. Yeah, I remember him always banging on about how you go through cycles and the team like evolves over the course of like almost from one World Cup to the next. And he has to oversee that. And yeah, you're exactly right. He's been given a matter of months, um, which is like completely inadequate preparation, but he's still not got them playing well at all. Um, and if anything, the team's gone backwards from the team that was in the Six Nations. So yeah, it's just, and like, this isn't me saying like, a, and any other business that Steve Borthwick is awful. It's more just disappointment that England where they are at the moment, and, and which going into a World Cup is a really sad place to be. Lowers yeah. the level of excitement, right? Yeah. Oh. And been... when the players are coming out afterwards saying, "Oh, count right off if you want, we're underdogs." Like, mate, you just lost to an island who has a population of less than a million. You can't 
claim to be underdogs against a team like that. Ireland has a population of less than a million. Can someone fact Fiji. check that? Fiji. Oh, Fiji, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. That uh, was, an island, that was... not the Republic oh, of Ireland. Not, not Ireland. <laughs> who, who we also lost to, right? Um, yeah, well, there we go. We've given you the, the news and views of this week's rugby action, all with a West Country accent. <laughs> well, Mark is from Swindon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stuff Doug hates. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Um, what's oh, you asked ah, derailed me. Any other business? Um, I I threw a beer away tonight, <gasps> or about half a beer to be more accurate. It was just horrible. Um, I and, <laughs> and a I good only, reason to throw it away. Well, only, <laughs> and normally, if you don't like a beer, you just finish it, right? I just, it was just disgusting. And it's my own fault for buying the bloody things. So Northern Monk had done a little... Oh, you didn't. ...publicity thing with Aunt Bessie's. I did. Oh, my God. I absolutely did. This is entirely your fault. I know, I know. Um, I've had two out of the four so far. The apple crumble <laughs> was actually all right. It tasted of apple crumble, and I like apple crumble. Um, <laughs> the brown ale... That's called roast dinner. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've had and that many drinks that are less pleasant in my entire life. <laughs> like, and just just for just for a bit of a giggle, I actually drunk it to wash down a roast dinner, um, and it it ruined it ruined that as well. And I can still I can still taste it. I've had another beer while we're while we're doing this podcast, which is completely excellent and totally different. And I can still taste this brown ale roast dinner from Northern Monk in collaboration with Aunt Bessie's. Um, I think the lesson is Aunt Bessie's stick to your Yorkshire puddings, love. <laughs> Northern Monk, stop pulling publicity stunts, please. <laughs> I hate to be, why can't beer just taste like beer? But, you know, there's an element of if you like apple crumbled, just have apple crumble for a dessert. I uh, yeah, it's you know how it is. You see, I just saw them in this like a four pack, and I thought <laughs> this seems bonkers. And I didn't think about it. I just chucked them in my trolley, and at some point, yeah, I I don't recommend. <laughs> if you're thinking of trying this, just just don't. Oh, there goes that Aunt Bessie Aunt Bessie's uh, sponsorship deal that we've been discussing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the two are, the the two I have left are jam roly poly and custard, oh, and horrible. and the other one is sticky toffee pudding porter, which actually oh, that, that right. might have might fine, have potential. Yeah. Um, so that might be next week's any other business. Keep us posted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me on Untapped. Um... <laughs> is this you back to? Uh, is this your season's following through? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'd forgotten about that. Right, uh, let's let's get out of here. Um, I imagine that we'll do well. We'll do a pod next week about the NFC, which hopefully will be half as long. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, good to good to catch up. It hadn't been that long, other than you, Rich. Um, but yeah, nice to chat as ever. Um, find us on. Twitter and stuff. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. 
I mean, if you listen to this, you've already found us, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buy Ben's book and review it on Amazon. Yes. Which which I did. Um, so there you well go. Done. I haven't read the book yet, but I've, re- I've reviewed it on Amazon. I've not done either yet, but I uh, I will do. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Let's get let's get out of here. Go well. Blah blah blah. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. I'm so bored. Leave me alone. (laughs) It's like the opposite of you hang up, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they've already hung up long ago.